you have your Bibles, we're in 1 Peter chapter 2. We're going to be picking up in verse number 18. 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse number 18. I'm going to go through verse number 20. And if you had to put a title on this evening's message, it would be, Take This Job and Do It. Take this job and do it. Now, many of you, when I started to mention that title, uh, those of you that are seasoned uh, is the word we use now about those who are getting older, <laughs> is that uh, your mind started going back to a song, didn't it? I, see, I can read your minds. Did y'all know that? I can read your minds. I ought to be on America's Got Talent. You, you, that, and, and, and just to be honest with you, when I was looking through that, I thought about that song too. And it, the title of the song wasn't uh, Take This Job and Do It. It said something else about what you could do with their job. It was a song about a man who hated his job. But here we need to understand the Bible is quite clear that in this passage especially, it helps us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ to understand the significance of being good employees. Did you know that the Bible talked about your job place? It does. Here in uh, Peter's letter, Peter, of course, is writing this letter to encourage the church was going through some hard times. Many of the people within the church were going through difficulties. And so he's writing a letter and he's wanting to encourage them. I find it interesting that uh, in Peter's eyes, one of the ways that he was going to encourage was talking about their responsibilities to their employees. Now, understand the word uh, servants is also uh, used uh, differently. Uh, you'll also see the word slaves is used. Paul even made mention of that. He uh, made reference to himself being a bond servant or a slave to Christ. And so uh, this uh, terminology, servant, slave, interchangeable here, uh, the people that he's writing to fully understood what he was talking about. They knew about slavery. Uh, we understand if you uh, go and do research, during the Roman Empire, uh, there were millions of slaves. It was a big, uh, it was huge and so they were very familiar with that. Well, uh, during the course of things, some of these slaves were getting sla uh, uh, slave, if I can talk. <laughs> He's speaking in tongues now. Many of these slaves were being saved and getting into the church. And apparently, maybe there was a question. Okay, Oh, I'm, I'm saved now. What do I do? I'm, I'm still a slave. Well, he addresses that issue. Look at verse number 18. He said, servants, slaves, or in our case, employees, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. In other words, he says, 
to, to the ones that were good to you, but also the ones that haven't been good to you, okay? He, he sees no distinction between the two. He says, be subject. Now, the word subject means to submit or, or to obey. So he's telling them, you need to obey your masters. He says, for this is thankworthy for a man for conscience towards God endureth grief, suffering wrongfully. So he's addressing the issue. There were some who were being mistreated by their masters, but the, the, but the word does not change for those. He's still saying, no matter if your master's being good to you or you think you're getting a raw deal in this, you need to submit to the authority that they have over you. I started thinking about that. Now, I haven't done any survey on, but I really believe with all my heart that many of our social ills today can revert back to lack of of respect for authority. You start thinking about it. We have a problem in our, in, our, in our world today of authority. And it's crept into the church. That's the reason why now we're having problems with those in church leadership if we don't quite agree with how they're doing things. We think it's okay to go ahead and uh, we just need to do everything we can to, uh, or, or basically what they'll do is that I'll just go ahead and find me another church and I'll find the church that's uh, finally going to adhere to me and, and kind of pet me and, and I can get my way. It's, it's sort of like many people do with their medical doctors. Some of you have been guilty of this. You go to a doctor and the doctor says, you, you need to go on a diet. Well, you don't want to go on a diet. Uh, that's not what you came to hear. And so what do you do? Instead of doing what the doctor told you to do, you go find you another doctor. And then hopefully, and what you're find, you'll, you, eventually you'll find somebody that says, do whatever you want to. He says, that's my kind of doctor. That, that's the problem we have. And, and, and so he, he says, uh, God endured grief, uh, suffering, and, and wrongfully. He says, for, for what glory is it if when ye be buffeted uh, for your faults, you shall take it, uh, uh, how should you take it? Taking it patiently. But if when you do wail and suffer for it, what did he have? Wait, there. Oh, it's the same thing, isn't it? He says, take it patiently. If you feel like you have a, 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 a horrible boss and he's overbearing, he says, you need to go ahead and still do your job as if that one was good to you. Now, we're going to develop all this. You just stay with me. He says, that for you suffer for it, uh, take it patiently. And this, what, 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 this is acceptable with God. He says, the servant... He says, or, or employee, you go and do the best job you can, no matter if you like your boss or you don't like your boss, you still go and do the best job you can because it may not be acceptable to your employer, but it's acceptable to a holy God. That's what he's saying, is it not? 
He says it's acceptable. And so here's what we need to understand. The job that you're doing, that you're not doing it unto men. We're going to see that a little bit more. But you're doing it for God. You're doing it because you love Jesus. And you want to be the best witness you can be in the workplace. And many of us have forgotten that. We gripe and complain just like a lost man over our jobs. Don't like my job, don't like my boss. And so we go ahead, not only do we say it to ourselves, but we'll go ahead and put it on Facebook and we'll tell everybody we meet. I'm telling you what, I got the worst job in the world. I hate my boss. I hate my job. I just wish I could go ahead and quit. And here's a lost man that uh, knows that you're a believer and he says, huh, boy, God really has changed his life. He complains just like I do and I'm lost. Am I not telling you the truth tonight? What are we supposed to be? We're supposed to be obedient to the authority that's above us. And then he goes on, he says, uh, take it patiently, but look at verse number 21. For even here and too were you called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. That sums it all up right there, doesn't it? Oh, you think you're suffering in your job? Won't you go ahead and hang on a cross? Oh, you think you're suffering for your job? You got the worst job in the world. Well, won't you go ahead and take a beating where they're ripping the flesh off of your back? Won't you go ahead and lay there and let them drive nails? And by the way, he, uh, go ahead and die on a cross for those that don't even like you. And then come and talk to me about suffering. That's what he's saying. So very quickly, I, I know some of you are thinking, you know what, I've worked all day and, and, and I'm tired and here's what, I got to hear this, that I got to be somebody that appreciates what they got. Yeah, yeah. We better be appreciative of what we got. Because may I remind you, you know, know how poor you think you're being treated at the workplace. And no matter how bad you think you got it, God's allowed you to be able to go to that job and make a living for your family and provide for your family. And not only provide for your family, but also to be able to help others along the way. We ought to be thankful for what we have. And so, very quickly, we've already talked about uh, the slaves in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 20 through 21. It says uh, that we've been called, we've been called to be a servant. And the reason why we can be are called servants is because we were bought with a price. The Lord Jesus bought you and bought me with the price, not the price of money, not, not talking financially here, but he bought you, he bought me with his life and with his blood. And because of that, we are his servants. But Paul, I've already alluded to it, he says, he's my master and I'm his slave. And then we also see in the book of Philemon, what a wonderful story. 
It's a story of forgiveness and it has to do with a a runaway slave and his master and how they were coming to, oh, I have forgiveness. And so the Bible is quite clear, talks quite a bit about a servant and a slave and what the responsibilities that we have. So very quickly tonight, look in verse number 18. We should be submissive. We should be uh, submitting because of the fear of the Lord. The Bible says that we are to obey. We've already talked about that. Now, does that mean that I obey no matter what He tells me? No. The only time you should not obey your master or your employer is if it's violating the Word of God. Then you shouldn't abide to that. And also, if you are going to violate one of the laws of the land... Example, maybe you're an accountant. Your boss comes in, he says, look, uh, financially, uh, things are not looking too good. I'm paying so many taxes. He says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to cook the books a little bit for me so I don't have to pay so much in tax. Well, uh, you should not uh, agree to that because if you agree to that, then you've become disobedient because Romans 13 says that the state, we're, the, the authority of, of the state says you better not do that. And so if it violates the Word of God or it violates a, one of the laws of the land, unless that law is uh, contrary to the, the law of the God, but other than that, we are to submit. We're to obey what our boss tells us to do. I mean, that's just flat out what we're supposed to do. But then it goes, and and we see not only uh, because of the fear, but notice, he says uh, that that the fear of the Lord, uh, what, what does that mean? Well, God thinks your job is important. Do you believe that? Do you believe that when you go to work every day that God thinks that job is important? He does. He thinks your job is very important. Notice in the verse 18 it says, with all fear. We are to be obeying, we are to submit with all fear. The fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord. See, we need to understand, uh, I know many companies now, they they got uh, uh, cameras everywhere and they're watching every move. But there's some, they're still missing some things. You can, you can still uh, slack off a little bit and probably get away with it. And you might say, I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, God does. And by the way, God sees everything you do. And so, uh, but also, I should, be, uh, I should be submitting to the authority above me because God rewards faithfulness. God rewards faithfulness. You stay faithful to doing your job. By the way, doing your job means that you give your best and you give them an honest day's work. That honors God. God likes that. God will reward that. Now, you may not get rewarded here, but you'll get rewarded there. And by the way, our faithfulness to our jobs of doing the best that we can, creeps into how we do our church work as well. Natural flow. If you're slacking off at work, 
you're probably going to be slacking off in the service of the Lord. I mean, it's just a natural flow. And so we're doing, I'm submitting to the authority above me. Why? Because of the fear of the Lord. In Acts chapter 10, verse number 35, it says uh, that if you fear Him, and if you're working righteousness, you will be accepted with Him. He says, now, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and, and you're doing it to the best of your ability, you're doing it with integrity, you're doing it with consistency, you're doing it because you come to understand you're not necessarily wanting the praise of your employer. and You might not even get the praise for that, uh, but you will get the acceptance of the Lord. Amen. Now, so we go on. We also, in verse 18, you find it as well, that we are to submit to the just as well as to the unjust. Two things that we need to see. It talks about this. He says, and I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, maybe you're a believer and you're working for a believer. Some of you have that wonderful privilege to be able to work for someone that has a testimony that they know Jesus and love Jesus. But you better care, and we need to be careful Because sometimes we think that ought to give us special treatment. I'm just telling you. Well, he knows I'm a believer and I can go to him and we we may even go to church together. And when that promotion comes up, he'll probably look my way. You ought to be doing your job not because you think you're going to get a little nod or a little extra treatment. You ought to be doing your job just for the sake you ought to be doing your job. Because you're not doing it for anybody else, but you're doing it unto the Lord. And by the way, you might not get that promotion, and you're going to be pouting, and you're going to say, I don't understand it. And you'll start fussing at God. God, I don't understand. God, you know I love you. And I don't know why. Oh, uh, Larry down there, he didn't give me that promotion. I mean, we're brothers in the Lord. He should have gave me, oh, he should have looked my way. He should have gave me, I could really help with that little extra income that promotion was going to make. And I'll just think the Lord's up there and says, why do you think you ought to get special treatment? I'm telling you, we're seeing it in the church even more so that for some reason, some of us think we ought to get a little special treatment. Why? Why? Is that the only reason why you're doing what you're doing? Here again, what you do outside the church will creep into the church. And the reason why you're doing what you're doing for the Lord Jesus ought to be just because you love Jesus. I mean, just that, that's the only reason I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm loving Jesus. It should work in your workplace as well. I'm doing the job to the best of my ability. Why? So you can get a promotion. Why? Do you think you're going to get a little bone thrown your way? No, just because I love Jesus and I want to honor Jesus and I want to be a good witness for Jesus. And so he goes on and he says, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 6 and 7, look at verse number 6, he says, he says, and not I service for man. 
He says, I'm doing what I'm doing, not because I get the applause, not because man will see me, but I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm a servant of God. And if I'm a servant of God, that means I'm doing His will. See, it is God's will. We've talked about this quite a bit. And the more I'm getting into the study of this, I'm finding more and more and more where you can find in the Word of God what God's will is. Everybody's looking for God's will. Just do what you know you ought to be doing. And you'll find the rest of it will come right in line. It's God's will for you to be a good employee. It's God's will for you to do the best job you can for your, for your employer. And, and so he says uh, that uh, in the submit, uh, doing God's uh, will, uh, what is his will? Uh, my will is to honor him because my service is to God, not to man. I'm telling you, that will help you with your attitude at your workplace. When you go into work, and you got a pile of stuff, and you're looking around, and you're thinking, well, why can't these others that are working in my office? They ain't doing squat around here. It seems like I get everything dumped on me. They ought to fire them and get somebody that can help me with this load. I don't understand it. It doesn't seem fair to me, God. Here's somebody over here, and they're not doing anything. I'm over here busting it, and I'm not getting any recognition. Oh, what really chaps us, though, is that when, if you're working the government, you'll see a lot of this. That old sorry, not doing nothing, next thing you know, they got promoted. Yep. It's already happened. And man, that's chapped you. God, it's not fair. I'm doing the work around here. But when you have an attitude, hey, I'm working Because I want to please God. That'll change all of that. Oh, I'm not saying this is easy. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying this is easy. But what I'm saying is, the Word of God is quite clear that we submit to the authority of those above us because it pleases God when we're doing His will. It's God's will for you to be the best employee Did you hear me? It is your job. It's God's will for you to be the best employee you can be for the cause of Jesus Christ. And so we go on and it says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 1. I like this verse. It it really helped me because I, I wrestle with all this. And he says here, there's many servants that are under the yoke. There, there's many servants that, that, that have a, a master that's put a heavy load on them. That's what it's, the text is saying. I mean, he just keeps on piling it on. But notice if you go, he says, you go ahead and count that master worthy. Oh, what, God, I, don't, I, I know you're God. I understand your God and your right and your ways are not my ways and your thoughts not my thoughts, but I just don't quite get that one. I mean, he's loading me down and you still want me to call him worthy? Yeah. Why? Why, Lord? Well, it goes on. Read the rest of the verse because he says it honors the name of God. That's 1 Timothy 6.1. Is that not what it says? It honors the name of God. 
And that's the reason why you can keep on being all you can be for the Lord Jesus Christ in the workplace because you're not doing it to get a plaque. You're not doing it to get a bonus. You're, not do- you're doing it because you want to honor the name of God. Here's the scenario that could happen. Your boss is a lost man. And he knows you're a believer. And could it be that he's putting some extra stuff on you just to see what you're really made of? I've noticed this. People's true colors will come out when the heat gets turned up. It will. Ask my wife. When she turns that heat up, when she's, you know, when she's, I mean, she's, I don't, you know, you know and, and I'm, I'll start blowing up, and she said, "Well, your true colors are showing." What well, they do, don't they? When the heat gets turned up, what's really in your heart is going to come out. Could it be that the Lord has allowed you to be under a lost? employer because he knew that you'd be a strong witness to this man that's lost by how you perform your duties. The lost man's looking at you and says, man, I don't understand it. I've loaded him down pretty good, but yet he's always got a good attitude. Oh, I don't understand this. I mean, he's working. He's one of my hardest workers here. And he comes in with a smile on his face and he's always seems to be in a good mood. And no matter what I put on that old boy, he just takes it and he says, I'll do the best I can for you, boss man. And he's sitting there watching. And then when you have an opportunity to share why you can come in with the attitude that you have, and you have an opportunity to share why you can always have a song on your lips and you're praising God no matter what's coming your way. You have an opportunity to share the gospel with Him and say, look, I just want you to know the Lord Jesus has changed me. And He looks at and He says, He sure has because I've seen how you operate it. We should submit uh, thirdly, look at verse number 19, because of conscience' sake. We are conscious towards God. We, we have the Lord Jesus on our mind. Now, watch this. I don't know what that did, but she said I needed help. <laughs> I'm going to close that thing up. Matt, you, you did something. You, no, okay, all right. Now, okay, with this same vein, watch. A.T. Robertson said it this way. It's a great quote. He said, Suffering is not a blessing in and of itself. But if one's duty to God is involved, then you can do your job with gladness of heart. The Lord changes everything. He changes our attitude. He changes how we feel about our work. 
And then so he goes on and he, and he tells us in, in Acts 24, 16, he says, I, I, I exercise myself always to the consciousness towards God. See, when you go to the workplace, your, your mind and, and your, your, your thought processes are, Lord, I, I want to do a good job for you today. Lord, I want to be a good witness for you today. Lord, I don't know what's waiting for me when I go into the office. I don't know what's waiting for me when I go out to the construction site. And by the way, if you're working construction work, I know, I know they need a witness there. I, I've been out there. I'm not, I thank God that we have some men that are in that type of work and they're a good, strong witness for the Lord Jesus Christ when everybody else is cursing every breath and they're talking, uh, you know, they're wanting to drink their beer at lunch hour and all that kind of stuff like that. I'm telling you, many of our men are going to a job site like that every day, but they're a strong witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and I've heard many of you saying, I'm, I'm, te- I, I'm witnessing to this old boy. Man, he's rough. He is rough, as rough as can be. But I'm trying to be a witness for him. And I'm telling you, you may be working for a boss. He cusses you every other breath. He, I mean, he, he doesn't want to have anything to do with your Jesus, but you keep on keeping on for the Lord Jesus Christ because He, he is seeing he may not read the Bible. He may not know anything in the Bible. But that the old saying is that uh, you may be the only Bible that somebody will read. There's a lot of truth to that. And so you got a conscious fact. In Romans 13, 5 it says, it says, be subject not only because of the wrath, but because of conscious sake. I wanted to submit to my employer. I want to submit to the authority that's above me. I want to, uh, to my master. He says, I wanted to submit to him because I have a conscious desire towards God. I'm all, he's always on my mind. I'm always asking him, Lord, you got to help me today. Lord, I know this is going to be a tough day, uh, but Lord, I, I, need your, I need you to work in my life. I need you to strengthen my life. I'm going to be around lost people all day. Oh Lord, I just need you. I just need you. So desperately need you. And so you're starting to focus upon the conscious and then you're conscious of the Lord Jesus and you, you're, you've got everything, all the distractions. You, you remove those and you say, Lord, I want to be the best employee I can be today for you. But then we go on and say, we're, look at verse number 20. We want to be submissive to our authority because we want to secure his acceptance. See, we see here in the text, it's, it's one thing to, if you're not doing right, uh, to be harassed. It's one thing to, if you're not doing right to be mistreated. But what really gets to us is when we're doing well, and we're doing the right things and we're still mistreated. Brother Mike, you don't understand what I have to work with. You don't understand how bad they, 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 they're out. They don't like me. I'm the only believer in the office. I'm the only believer there uh, on the floor at the plant. I'm, I'm the only believer. And they just keep on, they just keep on piling on me. Lord, I, I, did you really, did, I mean, Lord, did, just... Couldn't you just cut me a break this one time? Couldn't I be, I'm, can I not be justified that I'm going to go ahead and what they've been bringing to me, I'm going to give it back to them? 
Lord says no. No. Because Colossians 3, 23 through 25 pretty much sums up all that we've been trying to say tonight. It says, whatever you do, whatever you do, do it hardly or with passion. Do it. Why? How can I do that, Lord? How can I do that? Because you're doing it unto the Lord and not men. Changes everything, does it not? Changes everything. Then he goes on and says, now watch this. As he closes that verse out there in Colossians, he reminds us of our inheritance. I'm saying, I, I, I know it's not easy. I understand that. I really, really do. But what helps me is that I might not get what I thought I deserved down here. I might not get the promotions I thought I deserved to get. I might not have been able to have a job where uh, everybody loved Jesus. And boy, I just couldn't wait to get into work. And I may never be rewarded. I may never be recognized by the corporate office. But one day, one day, I'm going to hear him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. What about you? Are you submitting to the authority that's been placed over you? Are you submitting with the right attitude? Are you taking this job and doing it? Many of you have gave me testimony of the fact that there's not too many that side with you. They look at you like you're a weird duck. They look at you and they can't understand why when everybody else says it's okay to go and get drunk on the weekends and it's okay to go ahead and sleep with whoever you want to sleep with even if you're married. It's okay to, for a man to be with a man, a woman to be with a man. Well, we can go on and on and on. You say, well, no, I, I don't believe that. And then they'll start to ridicule you and they start to mock you and they'll start to say, oh, you just think you're better than others and all that other. You're so self-righteous. My dear friend, God's placed you there, not by accident. He placed you there. And, and here's a thought. Do you think He placed you where you're at because He knew that if you just trusted Him, you could be the witness those people need to see? Changes everything, doesn't it? Do you mean that's every, every morning I'm supposed to go in? And, 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 and I'm not saying all that. I'm saying, though, we, because of the cause of Jesus Christ, have to be light and have to be salt. Amen. I'm doing what I'm doing for Him. No matter if you're digging ditches 
or you're in a Fortune 500 or whatever your job may be, you're doing it unto the Lord to show Him glory and honor in all that we do. I really believe sometimes we lose sight of that and we justify it. Well, if you work for Him, you'd be all ticked off too. But that's not who I'm working for. I'm working for Him. Maybe tonight, maybe you just kind of backed off a little bit and maybe you've been on your little pity party and Maybe you're, well, it was me. But won't you just go ahead and listen to the word of the Lord. And God says, I know where you're at. I know what you're going through. I didn't expect for you to do it on your own. I was expecting you to let me come alongside you and help you to do what you need to do for my sake. Changes everything, doesn't it? His strength, His grace, His love, His mercy is sufficient for you to be what you need to be in the place that He's allowed you to be put in.